Chapter 12 A Chip and a Chair After a breakfast consisting of some leftover Coalition protein bars, Mead and Sarah found themselves outside Laszlo's Lady Luck Casino. You think he's keeping them in there? Sarah asked. This was the first thing she had said since they left her place. I don't know, Mead said, watching the miners filing in and out of the casino. There was no indication of a Coalition troop presence, but you never knew with those guys. I don't think so. But the only way we're going to find out is by getting Laszlo's DNA coder. He opened his armbar and used one of his surveillance apps to scan the faces of everyone moving in and out of the casino. Spotting his target, he grinned and pinged her armbar. The tall redhead about to walk into the casino paused and checked the message that had just appeared. Seeing the message was from Meade, she looked up with a slight smile on her face. She moved around to the side of the casino where Meade had told her to meet them. James Meath, I did not think I'd get to see your face again, Roxanne said, her voice low and throaty. Sarah rolled her eyes next to him. I've been busy, Meade grinned. So I have heard, Roxanne said, running her finger down the front of his jacket. You are quite the celebrity on the wireless these days. I'm afraid they got me wrong, Meade said, smiling at her touch. They got me confused with someone else. I know. Roxanne said, casually. Meade was surprised by how readily she accepted his innocence. Sarah was a bit taken aback as well. How did you know? Sarah demanded. I'm the best madam in this two-bit town. You think I don't know who all the major dealers of Gap and Flash are? Roxanne flashed her perfect white teeth at Meade and rolled her eyes. Please. Think you might be up to help prove my innocence? Meade asked. Roxanne shrugged. Properly motivated, I'm willing to do just about anything. I'll bet, Sarah said under her breath. Meade shot her a look. I need you to bring Russo out back. Uh, somewhere where we won't be noticed. Are you going to kill him? Roxanne asked. It took a moment for Meade to realize she was being serious. He shook his head. Uh, we want to have a conversation, he replied diplomatically. You didn't answer my question. Roxanne said, slightly amused. Meade shrugged, and Sarah slapped his arm. She looked at Roxanne. No, we're not going to kill him. We need the DNA coder he uses to run Laszlo's casino. Roxanne chuckled. <laughs> you don't do things by half, do you, Meade? First, you piss off the most dangerous warlord in New Plymouth, and now you attempt to steal his empire? He grinned in response. Eh, call me ambitious. What do you think? Think you can get him out back for me? If I am caught, I'm a dead woman, Roxanne said casually. That makes the favor expensive. Me glanced over at Sarah and shrugged. I'm down broke and busted. Sarah grumbled and opened her armbar, tossing Roxanne some credits. But the redhead looked down at the balance and sniffed, standing there doing nothing. Meade nudged Sarah again with his elbow and she sighed, tossing the waitress another 500 credits. Roxanne examined the balance, smiling in satisfaction. Ten minutes? Meet me next to the casino's rear entrance. Uh, be careful, Roxy, Meade warned. Now what fun would that be? Roxanne said mysteriously. She disappeared inside the casino. Meade nodded to Sarah and motioned to the alleyway. They moved into the corridor and towards the rear entrance of the casino. They didn't have to wait long before the door opened. 
Mead and Sarah ducked behind some boxes and watched the portly Russo waddle out of the door with Roxanne right behind him. I have no idea how long I've waited for you to come to your senses, Russo said excitedly. You're the only one who's denied me, and your reluctance makes it all the better. Easy there, big boy. You'll want to keep that energy handy. I'll be disappointed if you end up a two-pump chump and all her time wasted, Roxanne said. She looked around the alley, searching for Mead and Sarah. But Russo was oblivious. He was already unbuckling his belt, letting his pants fall to the ground in anticipation. He ran his hands up and down Roxanne's body and pulled at the spaghetti straps holding up her top. Any time I get with you would not be wasted. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever... Ah! Russo jerked in pain as 10,000 volts shot through his system. His eyes rolled back in his head and Mead grabbed the hefty man before he could hit the ground. Thanks, Roxy. Mead motioned for Sarah to grab Russo's feet. You happen to know a place where we can have that uh, private conversation with our friend here? Roxanne pointed across the street to a run-down warehouse. Laszlo stores his extra liquor and other supplies for the casino in there. People rarely need to go inside. You're a true lady, Roxy, Mead said, tipping his hat with a smile. Anytime, cowboy, she purred. Next time you and I ought to have some fun. Sarah cleared her throat, clearly impatient with Roxanne's flirting. Mead touched the brim of his hat in a salute to Roxanne, who giggled, winked, and then withdrew back into the casino. Grab his shoulders, Sarah said, struggling with Russo's feet. Mead moved to follow her orders. They dragged the huge Russo unceremoniously across the street and toward the door of the warehouse. A passing elderly couple looked on with mild interest at Mead and Sarah hauling the fat man across the street. He pushed the brim of his hat up and smiled weakly at them. Eh, too much fun in the casino, he grinned at the pair. He readjusted Russo's weight. Uh, come along, dear. I I'd hate for Uncle Joy to get sick all over these nice people. The retired man clutched his wife as she shrank back in fear from them. They gave the odd-looking trio a wide berth as they passed on the boardwalk. Meade held his breath, watching them go, thinking at any moment they'd recognize his face from the wireless news. G good Eversol, ma'am. Uh, sir? Meade tipped his hat to both of them as they moved down the street. Sarah watched them go and tugged at Meade. We've got to get off this street. He nodded. They hefted Russo back up and moved towards the warehouse as quickly as they could manage. They got the big man close to the door and Sarah fumbled with the lock, activating a program on her armbar to try and hack it. Here, let me, Meade said impatiently and gave the door a sudden, swift kick. It swung in, hanging delicately on its hinges. Well, that's a good way to let every MP within a three-click radius know we're here, Sarah said, sarcasm dripping off her voice. It's better than leaving our asses hanging out for anyone nearby to spot us doing criminal-like things. And for once, they'd be right, Meade said. He lifted Russo up and dragged him through the doorway. Sarah followed and moved to shut the door, but not before casting one last look outside, checking for anyone who might have seen them. Over here, Meade called out. He dragged Russo's bulk over to a chair that was overturned on the ground next to him. Sarah quickly set it upright, and Meade pushed Russo into a sitting position. Grab that, that cord. Grab that over there, Meade said, gesturing to a nearby empty spool of optical cable. The fiberglass cable was strong stuff, and Russo would have a tough time breaking it. Now what? Sarah asked, catching her breath. Now we wake him up and ask him some questions. Meade leaned in and grimaced, and hoped to God that we're not wrong in thinking he has some answers. 
And if we are? Sarah asked. He looked back at her, but didn't say anything. He didn't need to. He knew what was at stake, and no matter what the man knew, Lusa would help them find and rescue Emmeline. He would see to it one way or the other. <laughs> 